moment that happened in their life was the last moment to happen in a person's life. Even when you are quiet, your moment is coming.
see clearly that God treats everyone the same. So, family, this sometimes gets to a point where it is always treated uh, out of context. So, this verse sometimes it is quoted to meet personal interests. So, this verse sometimes it is used for subjective purposes, not objective purposes to meet what God wants to achieve, but it is used to meet what individuals want to achieve. That is the sad part about this verse. When people say, Oh, God treats everyone the same. Sometimes we realize that they are quoting it just to meet their own personal ambition. Oh, but this verse family, because it has been inspired and designed by God, it has not planned to meet any personal, individual ambitions. But because it is inspired by God, this verse is aimed to meet God's objectives. This verse is not meant to meet selfish interests, but to fulfill God's mandate here on earth. God does not plan to fulfill any subjective ideologies. Yeah. No, God is interested in meeting objective ideas. God's plan is to win all men to himself. Yeah. Now when a man is called this to meet their own selfish and personal interests, they miss God altogether. Yeah. Because God's aim is to win the person, not for the person to use the verse to write themselves off to the case that God has opened so far and so wide. Yeah. So family, we need to use scripture for what God has meant for scripture to be. So a little bit back now about what was happening here. It is after Cornelius who was a pagan. He was a Gentile. He had prayed. Cornelius had given. Cornelius was a devout man who feared God. After he had done what he had done, God saw that all oh, there is a Gentile somewhere in this world who is not discussing things to meet his own selfish interests, but he wants to be included in the members of God's household. So when God has seen that, God sent an angel to Cornelius. As a Cornelius sent some delegation to go to a man called Peter. He is lodging in a house of a man called Simon. That Simon, he is Simon the Tanner. So Simon the Tanner, he went with leather. He made what? Leather. Where does he get leather? He gets leather from dead animals. So when you have contact with dead animals, the Jews, they will say, according to the law of Moses, you are a reject. You cannot come closer to people just because you have contact with dead animals. Because when you make skin, you have contact with dead bodies. When you have contact with dead bodies, you are considered unclean. Then you have to live outside of town. But look at Peter. When he is on his mission to go and preach the gospel, he goes and lives in the house of a man who is considered to be unclean. So Simon the Tanner's house, that is where Peter was watching. So Simon the Tanner has turned his house into a lodge for those who are on a mission to spread God's gospel. Hallelujah. So when 
Peter, when he goes and he lodges in Simon the tenor's house, what is he saying? No, he may not even understand what he is saying. But God is on the transition of changing things. Who is he going to use to change things? He's going to use the same Peter. Peter is living in a house where if you live in that house, even the Jews can come and speak on him because you are the tenors did not have to live where others are living. They had to live at least 20 meters away from other people's houses. So, according to the Jews, according to the law of Moses, Peter was supposed to live in somebody's house other than Simon the tenors' house. Peter does not know how did I get here, but God was already in the transition of bringing those who were outside of salvation. Because salvation before this was only dedicated to the Jews. Only the Jews were God's special people. Only the Jews were God's chosen people. But God realizes that these people are using what I have given them for something other than what, what I have meant for this. They were using the law of Moses to reject people. But God wants to turn all these things around so that people can be accepted. So God's mandate is not subjective. Because when you are subjective, you help people. But when you are objective, you help people. So God's plan is to do what? Is to bring those that are outside inside the covenant. So who was he going to use? He was going to use me. But Peter was living in a wrong place according to them. Of course, according to them, Jews. He was living in a wrong place. He did not understand it. Until God gave him a vision. He gives him a scroll that came for several times. He shows him different types of animals. When he was doing what he was praying, he falls into a trance and he has a vision. God begins to explain to him what is it that we have come to do in Simon Jenner's house. But he does not yet realize what is it that is happening. Let me tell you, Peter, come in. God will never use anyone who is not ready to use. God will never hold you at long gunpoint to prove what he wants you to do. No, he wants you to cooperate with him. So Peter, a delegation came to Simon the Tanner's house and unclean house to get a man who is clean. After he got there, this man was, God is trying to explain things to this man. This man doesn't understand. Until this man came, God shows him a vision. And the angels, the voice speaks to him through the Holy Spirit. He says, there are men who are coming, they are sent by Cornelius. Please go with them because there is no problem. Now, God is working with a human being. God has partnered with us so that we can advance his kingdom here on earth. We are having representatives here on earth. God partners with a man to advance his kingdom here on earth. God goes and he says to Peter, Peter, go with them. When Peter is going, Peter still does not understand what the fishing was all about. Yeah. Now, because of Peter's acceptance to cooperate with God, immediately when Peter gets to Cornelius' house, this is where this passage of scripture, this is the opening of Peter's message. You see, the Bible says when Peter replied, what can he reply to if there was nothing to reply to? He is replying because Cornelius has explained to him how is it that I have to send someone to you? After then, Peter remembers the scroll that God was trying to explain this to him. 
When he remembers this, Stephen does not understand what God is trying to say. But what I like, what I appreciate about Peter is that he is cooperating with God. He went where God says he must go. He is doing what God says he must do. What is he doing? Cornelius says, God said, you will come and tell us what we must do. Now Peter is cooperating with God. When he is cooperating with God, oh, God reveals to Peter. When he reveals to Peter, oh, Peter responds and he replies with the revelation. He did not have it when he was in someone's jealous house. He saw a vision, it was not explained. If when he goes to Cornelius, Cornelius explains to him that this is the reason why we have come. After Peter says, okay, Lord, I am here. This man says, you have sent me here so that I, I can explain what they must do. So when Peter opens his heart, God sees in heaven that there is a man who wants to understand. There is a man who wants to work with me. There is a man who wants to cooperate with me. Represent me in God and earth. Then God gives Peter a revelation. Then Peter, when he replies, he replies with this revelation. And he says, I see that God reads everyone the same. God shows no favoritism. This was a revelation from when a man accepted to cooperate with God. You know how many things that we might have been knowing by now? It is only if we had cooperated with God, God would have let us know. Let me tell you, I've been meditating on this verse the whole week. God has just revealed this to me today. Because I said, oh Lord, I am going, what must I say? Can you see? When I'm driving here, I said, Lord, what must I tell them? God treats everyone the same. Ah, God says, I have revealed this to Peter because Peter accepted to cooperate with me. He accepted to work with heaven to advance the mandate of heaven here on earth. Mm -hmm. If we accept to go with God, God will let us know things that no one has ever done. But the problem is that we are procrastinating. Native. We are saying, no, I will go tomorrow. I will go next year. I will go in five years' time. It is only when we say, yes, Lord, that the Lord will begin to work with us and begin to show us things that no man. No man it is only when this man had accepted Cornelius' instruction to go and fetch Peter from Simon the Tanner's house that they were able to get the message from Cornelius. Cornelius shared with these people things from heaven. Things that they were not supposed to know. But because they said, yes, we will go, my God. Yeah. Eh? They said to, to Cornelius, we will go. Then when they say we will go, Cornelius begins to tell them, this is what the angel has said to me. There are things that you will only know only after you have said yes to God. Amen. There are things that you will never know as long as you are keeping on saying no to God. Until you say yes to God, God will begin to open things that you have never seen before, you will open doors that you have never seen before, you will bring people that you have never seen before, only when you say yes. As long as you are saying no, you are denying yourself. God has everything, we are the ones who are making him. Hallelujah. So family, Peter was watching at Simon the Tender's house. So after Peter had a vision, he realized that God does not Discriminate. That's what the word favoritism means. The word favoritism means discrimination. And it means what? 
discrimination. It means what? Impartiality. The word favoritism means what? It means that God has favorites. Huh? So, family, God does not have what? Favorites. If God has favorites, he favors all of us because he treats all of us the same. God treats everyone the same. Hallelujah. So, family, only when we agree to go with God that I see clearly. Until you agree to go with God, you will not see clearly. You will always see clearly. And when you see clearly, you don't have a crystal clear vision. But when you see clearly, you have a crystal clear vision. Peter would not have known what is God's crystal clear vision if he had not agreed to go for God. So we agree to go for God, we must know that we will be able to know what is God's mandate here on earth for us. You will only be able to see clearly what God wants to do here on earth when you say yes to God. Today, if you would love to, I want to give this opportunity to say yes to God. If you would love to, you can say yes to God. But if you are not yet ready, it is not next time. But it's never late. Hallelujah. You can still say yes to God. Hallelujah. So Peter realized that God pleased everyone. The same. What does this mean? Peter was a Jew, so he decided to go and minister to the pagans, the Gentiles. So when Peter gets there, that's when Peter, remember, Peter realized this after Cornelius has told him that it is God of Israel who was only who had only dedicated salvation to the Israelites. He is the one who has sent him to you. So now, after he has said this, then Peter realizes that, oh, God's grace and God's mercy is not only for a certain group of people. Yeah. It's not only for the past. It's not only for the strong. Not only for the wise. Not only for the detective. But time and chance happens to them. Uh-huh. So God's grace and mercy was being opened up. God was opening the gate for, 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 for everyone far and wide, so that also the Gentiles can be part of what the Israelites have been enjoying for all these years. That all the other people were not part of the covenant with God. No, it is only the Israelites who were part of the covenant. But God was opening the doors of the church to each and every one. He was saying through Peter that, Peter, I want you to let them know that but the gate, the doors to the church are not only limited to those who are like from fiction. The gates to the church are not only limited to those who drive big. No, the gates of the church are not only open to those who, who dress the best. No, the gates of the church are not only open for, for those who, who, who know the ball. No, the gates of the church are not only open for those that knows who's and who's. No, the gates of the church are open why? For everyone, including those who first thought they were rejected. The gates of the church are open for everyone, regardless of your race, regardless of your age. The gates of the church are open for everyone, regardless of your qualification. 
Because the gates of the church are open for everyone. This is why God was going, God was sending Peter to go and check companions at this So, family, I want you to know this festive season when you go home, don't look down upon people, don't discriminate, don't have favorites. When you family treat everyone the same, because when God gives us this revelation, He is saying, You must not look at people differently. Yeah. You must look at them the same way I look at them. Don't say this one drinks too much, this one smokes too much, this one does this or that too much. Let me tell you something. We were also there. We were also doing it. But no one told us that we do this so much, we don't do this so much. But we came, it came a time when a moment came that we could not miss. And then Peter came into our lives through the mighty Holy Spirit. And he said, I see clearly that God has no favorites. No, God does not call only those who have been born in pastor's families. No, God does not only call those who have gone to the Bible college. No, God does not only call I want to let you know that the gates of the church are open wide. Amen. So, family, the problem is that if we do not benchmark from God, we benchmark from people. And then you know people's checklist. You can never meet that checklist. That checklist is only because it's from point number one to point number three. No one will qualify to do anything. Oh, but Peter, when he gets to, to, to Cornelius home, he tells him that, you know what, I'm going to take this people's checklist, I'm going to take it right from the beginning up until the end. Amen. Why? Because God treats everyone the same. Amen. God treats everyone the same. Salvation family has not ended with only a group of certain people. God was opening up salvation to everyone. So what does that teach us? When we get home, wherever we go on holiday, we need to invite anyone that we come across to this church whose doors, doors are open wide. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm not saying you be invited to Christ in our church. No, God's church. Invite everyone to salvation. It does not matter what you know about them, what they have done in the past. The gates of the church are open wide for everyone. Everyone in every nation that fears God and does what is right, God does not discriminate. Hallelujah. So, this is the key. So, when this verse is quoted out of context, it's those who just want to live without any form of direction, without any form of guidance. They say, I want everyone to And they want to mess up and say, We have a list because even if I mess up, the Bible doesn't matter. It says it doesn't matter. No, we must read for all. I know. I put it in context. The Bible says, I clearly see that God has no favorites. But in every nation, whether the Jews or the Gentiles, every man who fears God and is prepared to do what is right, it can be used by God. So that is the catch. And that is what is not for Men don't want to fear God, but they want God to treat everyone the same. Men don't want to do what is right, but they want God to treat everyone the same. But we need to know that before God does not treat, God treats everyone the same. There is a verse. It is just that it is after that one. But we must actually start with this one. Yeah. Huh? God treats 
the same. But we must start by saying in every nation, everyone who hears God, everyone who wants to revere and worship God, give their life to Jesus. And everyone who wants to be to do right, righteousness in the right standing. You cannot be the right standing with God unless you are made righteous. You are converted from the inside out. How does that happen? From accepting Jesus to be Lord and Savior of your life. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, you are made righteous with God. You are put in the right standing with God. Then, and when you confess, what is inside comes on the outside. When you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you are put in the right standing with God, you will be saved. Hallelujah. So, we must not quote it out of context, but in context, it means that God treats everyone the same. Now, who is everyone that God treats the same? In every nation, everyone who hears God and wants to do what is right. So that family, when we go everywhere we go, and we say God treats everyone the same, we need to live in the way that God expects us to live. We need to live in the fear of God, and we also need to live in fear and worship towards God. We need to live in the right place with God, right standing with God. Hallelujah. We must live with others according to God's standard, not human's standard. So God says what? He does, He treats everyone the same. So it means we must treat everyone the same, not according to human beings' standard, but according to God's standard. What is God's standard? Every man in every nation who fears God and wants to do what is right. That is where God treats Thank you. 
Let us go and read Romans chapter 2, verse number 11. I will read it in the New Living Translation. So, what I'm saying, family, I want you to go and live with others according to God's standard. And when you teach them the way, you teach them the way that you live. So, family, the Bible says in the New Living Translation, this is the Hotman Christian standard Bible. It says, there is no evangelism with God. Have you seen this before? It is also in Acts chapter, chapter, verse 34. By the testimony of truth, or at least the truth shall be. So there is truth that God treats everyone the same. It is the truth. God treats everyone the same, but it must be in what? In context. So, for, in New Living Translation, it says, For God does not show evangelism. There is no favoritism with God. God shows no favoritism. God does not discriminate. God does not look at your complexion. He does not look at how you are dressed. He does not look at your age. He does not look at the school you go to, your qualification, what else, your marital status. God does not look at us on that basis. God looks at us on an individual relationship basis. Hallelujah. So, God shows no Favoritism. No one is more important than others. That is what the context of this passage of scripture. Go and read the few verses. That is the context here. The context in Peter is that God sees the Jews and the Gentiles the same. Because he's opening the door of the church to the Gentiles also. But here, God was also drawing a distinction between who? The Jews and the Greeks. So all these other nations, they were Gentiles. So now, Cornelius was an Italian because he was a captain of the Italian regiment. So now here, the Apostle Paul, he is setting the standard, God's standard in the Roman church. Now he is talking to those who are Greeks because the Jews were discriminated in Rome against the Greeks. Now he says that for God, or shows no favoritism. God does not look at your color because before he calls you to salvation. He does not look at God does not say one person is important than others. Now the Jews in Rome, they were saying the Greeks are less important than the Jews. Now the Apostle Paul is going to set a standard. Whose standard? Not the Apostle Paul standard. God's standard. Why? God requires us to live in unity with each other. That's why the Apostle Paul is so serious about this. After he learned from the Apostle Peter, he is learning that God shows no favorites. Oh, there is no one important than others before God. Did you know that? No one is more important than others before God. Because God creates everyone the same. No one is important before God, more than others. Whether you are a Jew or you are a Greek, God sees them the same. Yeah. Who has created them otherwise? Did the Jews create themselves? Did the Greeks create themselves? Oh, there's only one creator, and we are all part of creation. So why would one be more important than the other? There is none that is more important than the other. When God sees a Jew, he sees a Greek, he, should, he sees someone else, God sees us the same. God sees us the same. Hallelujah. 
Before God, we are all equal. What makes us equal? In every nation, everyone who fears God and wants to do what is right. Hallelujah. Whether you have or you do not, to God it makes no difference. Hallelujah. Whether you have or you do not, to God it makes no difference. Can you say to your name, whether you have or you do not? Whether you have or do not. To God it makes no difference. To God it makes no difference. Look at your name again and say, God it treats us the same. God treats us the same. Hallelujah. Amen. God treats everyone the same. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go and see. By the testimony of two or three, we are going to add the third testimony in Galatians chapter 2, verse number 6. I'm going to read also in the New Living Translation. Let us start by this translation. All men Christians are by the same. But for those recognized as important, what they really were makes no difference to me. God does not show favoritism. Those recognized as important added nothing to me. Who is this saying this? It is the Apostle Paul. Where is he? He is in the church in Galatia. Because there was also another problem where people were discriminating against other people. So, family, I want to remind you today that even when you go on holiday, you can never meet a human being standard. Oh, but only God's standard you can meet it anytime. You can meet God's standard any time of day. This is what this is. Now he says, it's a living translation, new living translation. And the leaders of the church had nothing to add to what I was preaching. By the way, their reputation as great leaders made no difference to me. Oh, for God has no favorites. You understand what was happening here? Paul says, I know what God has called me for. I know what God has brought me to this one to do. What the other apostles say or not, it makes no difference to me. Because if you know the apostles can be considered to be more important. You see, before God, what did he say in the Roman church? He says that there is no one who is more important than the other. So he's now clarified that in the church of Galatia, you see, family, oh, Paul was intentional yeah. about making sure that people are not rejected, but people are accepted before God. It does not matter what anyone says about what you are doing for God's kingdom. It does not matter what, what anyone says about what you are doing for God's kingdom. We need to make a clear distinction. You are doing something for yourself or you are doing it for God's kingdom. It doesn't matter what you are doing for God's kingdom. It doesn't matter what anyone says about what you are doing for God's kingdom. What matters is that you know that there is someone who said you must go and do it. Because the Apostle Paul was convinced that the Lord Jesus Christ has sent me to preach the good news to the Gentiles. So the Apostles did not even what they did not even add anything to what he was saying. Why? Because he was doing what he was sent to do. This is not what the apostles were sent to do. No, the apostles, the disciples of Jesus, the twelve, when they were preaching, they were preaching to the Jews. 
It is only Paul when he was called that he was sent to the Gentiles. So when he was doing what he was doing, then it did not matter when what those that are considered to be important said. What mattered was what he knows about what God has said about him. He knows that God does not show favoritism. God does not show the apostles, the twelve disciples, more than him. He does not favor others more than him. But as long as he knows what God has brought him, he will do in this world. That is what matters to the apostle Paul. So even what matters is what you are doing that God has said you must do. You know, women, today, many are suffering something called people's opinion. So many focus so much on others' opinions instead of focusing on inward convictions. So inward convictions, no one can see what God has said to you from inside. Hallelujah. But you don't need to get stuck on what others are saying about what you are doing. You need to focus on what God says you must there was a problem with the church of Galatia because others thought that they were more important than others. So what they said matters more than what others are saying. So I want to let you know that you need to focus on what God has said you must come and do in this way. And when you know that, you will be free to do what you are supposed to do wherever you are, even when you are not in the church. No, many people, many people call themselves believers because they are in church on Sunday. Tomorrow we don't know what they become. But when you know what God has said to you from deep within, even when you go out of here, you are going to win souls. Whether your pastor knows it or not, you are just going to share the gospel with someone. I say, did you know that God treats everyone the same? But there is a catch. Everyone who fears God and want to do what is right. God treats everyone the same. Hallelujah. You tell them, there is no one who is more important than others before God. You tell them that what matters in my life is what God has said. Because God has no favorite. Hallelujah. God has no favorite. You are important to God no matter how others you are important to God no matter how others see you. This is what the apostles were teaching. They were teaching in the first church, in the book of Acts, the church in the house of Cornelius. The apostle Paul went and he taught this in the church of Rome. The apostle Paul goes again, he teaches it in the church of Galatia. But this is not ultimate, search the scriptures. You will find scriptures that shows you that God treats everyone the same. Hallelujah. Amen. So, what does, how does this help us? The race is not for them. The battle is not for them. Bread is not for them. Why? And then favor is not only for them. Why? Because time and chance happens to them all. God treats us the same. Hallelujah. What is important? Is that you see yourself the way God sees you. Yeah. If you want to see yourself the way others see you, you will never match the qualification of others. But God treats all of us the same. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, when we can make this confession and then we 